You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. You better 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good because why? We lack consciousness and consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shimhotep. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk. RadioNetwork.com, and I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotep family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a great weekend. Hoping that you'll get a chance to do all the things that you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it is not, you'll get it done anyway. I know you will. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, 
you can go to timeforanawakening.com at the top of the page you'll see podcasts click on that the drop down you'll see African perspectives click on that and there will be programs that are dated and titled of course you can use a shortcut <laughs> whatever search engine you use Firefox Google um, time for an awakening <laughs> just put in Baba Oshi.net B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net Baba Oshi.net and once again programs that are dated and titled other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening this program once again is every Monday Wednesday and Friday 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and all times are going to give our Eastern Times Black Reality Think Tank which are host Brother Alfonso Watkins in honor of Dr. William Rogers and I'm, I'm not sure I, I'm announcing it, but I know it's going to happen soon. So, but it will be from eight on Tuesdays from eight to ten. Thursdays from seven to eight, seven p.m. to eight p.m. on Thursdays, the Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement. Tonight at eight p.m. If it's eight p.m. and it's Friday, it's time for an awakening. Time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturday. From 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, it will be time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black. The Brothers is the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses, webuyblack.com. Brothers and sisters, get everything you need from American African owned businesses, webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans, Brother Omani Tahimba. He's already in uh, in Senegal. And my good brother Irv is there too. I know they're enjoying themselves in Senegal and Gambia. Few days later, they'll be in Gambia. Because you know, if you look at the map of West Africa, and you see Senegal, Senegal is probably the, when you look at the map, the most western portion of the continent of, of Africa would be Senegal. Maybe it might be another country ahead of, or north of there. But anyway, it encompasses, it surrounds Gambia, the country of Gambia. Yep. Yes, my brother. Of course, he's there, and he'll be there until the 9th of April. And then when Brother Momani comes back, we'll have a chat with him. Of course, we'll be chatting with Brother Irv, you know. But um, the next trip is Ghana, May 24th to June 5th. Then Rwanda, July 20th to July 30th. Then Tanzania, November 16th to the 27th. November 16th to November 27th. Then, Azenia, December 24th to January 4th, 2024. Liberia, March 29th to April 9th. Ghana, July 11th to the 23rd. July 11th to July 23rd. November 21st to December 2nd, Kemet. 
And of course, brothers and sisters, go to the website, africa40africans.org. Everything that you need to make that trip of a lifetime is there. Even if you're not going to go on one of the tours that you'll see there, uh, if you're going to be going to the continent, all the information is right there for you. All the documentations that you may need, shots you may need, visas you may need, whatever it is that you may need is there for you. Africa for the Africans.org. Oh, if you want to see pictures, yeah. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Habashah. Habashah Incorporated. Habashah stands for Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. And of course, the programs they have locally. Um, Habashah Works Program. Uh, they have the Back to Our Roots, Golden Growers, Sustainable Green Jobs, and Urban Green Jobs. All kinds of good stuff, brothers and sisters. And of course, the Kashi Project that, uh, that was unveiled uh, in Ghana back in October. And you need to Go online and check it out to see how you two can participate and also too, you know, go to the motherland. Yeah. Go to the motherland. Havasha Incorporated.org. Ledge. The Ledge Group. Ledge stands for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Ledge is in has twelve projects in six different countries with over 170 employees and only two hundred and sixty members. Become a member. Of the Ledge Group. Ledge deals with the, the four areas of human existence of food, water, clothing, and shelter. That's right. The Ledge Group land for the environmental development for group economics. Abibi Yatumi. Abibi Yatumi. A B I B I T U M I. BibiYatumi.com. And they're having a conference, the Bibi Yatumi Conference in Ghana, July 7th through the 9th in Ghana. And uh, if you want to participate, you can. You can you're calling for papers. So you want to make a presentation because it's about uh, economic power, military power, institutional power, educational power, agricultural power, technological, industrial power. That's right. And community and nation power. And spiritual power. Power. Well, you know, I. Uh, I mean, you know what I say about what the definitions of, of power and, and to me the most definitive definition of power was Dr. Na- Dr. Wade Nobles power is not money it's not politics it's not religion it's not prayer it's not voting power ain't none of that power is the ability to define reality and then he further states to have someone uh, to have some others accept your definition as if it's their own. Have others accept your definition as if it's their own. Europeans define reality and they've made us accept their definition as if it's our own. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is who are we in Europeans' reality? Well, of course, first we were the no fit. No, first, we're the soulless people, no culture to speak of, justifying our captivity, justifying taking our land and, and killing us and so forth. You know, just the colonial, just the enslavement of us, justifying the colonialism. Who are we today in their reality? We're the no fit fathers, no fit mothers, 
drug addicts, drug dealers, justifying our mass incarceration and ultimately our elimination power. So what we mean, so what we must do is shape and fashion religion, <laughs> brother Oshi, shape and fashion reality in our own image and in our own interests. That's what we must do. We must exercise power. It's not money. It's not. It's not. It is deciding for ourselves as the African people. This is who we are. This is what we're about. And asking nobody for permission about anything. Power. Ashe. Smile Pharmacy. S M A I S F A R M A C Y. Smile Pharmacy. My good brother, brother Jabril. Give him a call at seven seven zero. 765-7751-770-765-7751 and talk to him about you know, what's going on in your life, the things you want to do and so forth. He can put together a plan for you. you just, uh, all the holistic and organic stuff that you may need help get you off those prescription medications and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Optimum health. Smile Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. That's my pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, the water. That's right. Water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink because it's contaminated or it's salt water. You can't drink it. But, oh, if you know my good brother, Moses West and the Moses West Foundation, MosesWestFoundation.org, you will know that this brother can produce water anywhere and everywhere. It's in the air. It is extracted out of the air. It goes through a filtration process. Now, when he was on the program a couple of weeks ago, I hope you had a chance to listen. I asked him about the atmosphere in such a place as the train derailment in Ohio. You know, because the atmosphere is now is contaminated. All those toxins and that smoke and so he said what the machine is designed to do is take out the H2O molecule. Well, that's water. H2O. To extract that, kick all that bad stuff to the side. Let that go through that process, the filterization process, sterilization process, and then turn on the tap. Out comes clean water. Brothers and sisters, there is no water shortage. Yes, there's been drought. Well, not so much now in the Southwest. All that snow they've been getting in sunny California and rain throughout. And that's good from the standpoint of of water. But too much is bad too. So, But the Moses Weston Foundation, check them out. Dot org, MosesWestFoundation.org. More importantly, donate. Donate. We're, we're going to have a, even he has the Jackson, Mississippi rescue uh, link. And you can directly read about and look at what he's done in Jackson, Mississippi. You know, the AWG, the AWG, the Atmospheric Water Generator. AWG and the money being raised and all the things that he's doing brothers and sisters check it out for yourself alright 
Well, Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar this weekend, of course, Saturday, tomorrow, and Sunday, they'll be selling, be selling uh, vegan dishes at Wadada's, but they have a fine selection of health food, uh, nutritious things, and dry goods, all kind of good stuff at Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located on Ralph David Abernathy, across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Give them a call at 404. 404- 444-1635. That's 404-444-1635. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Nia has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, t-shirts, figurines, and so much more. Give her a call at 404 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. Because if you're looking for a book, and uh, she doesn't have it, she'll get it for you. And if she does have it, just stop on in and get it. You bet. <laughs> the same, the same thing with my good brother, brother Gazimde Ajamu, at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia, which is east of here, right off of I twenty East. Go I twenty East, exit seventy four, make a left, and about a uh, that's about a mile and a half is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Check him out. His number is 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the black dot. And then, of course, jump back on I-20 going east. And the next exit, exit 75, is Turner Hill Road. Make that right. Go down about three lights. Make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. Brothers and sisters, the new Black Wall Street Market. Yeah, my good brother. Yeah, he's got it going on at the new Black... I'm talking about Saj. Man, Saj, I I love Osaji Fo. He's a good man. And uh, he has a nice selections of artwork and, uh, you know, all kind of good stuff. So we have Brother Saj. The new Black Wall Street Market. All right. Us lifting us, us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa every Thursday night on Blog Talk Radio. That's Blog Talk Radio from 9 to 10 is us lifting us. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U. But you can call. You can call to listen or you can call to give questions, comments or concerns by dialing 929 Four seven seven two seven eight nine. That's nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. Us lifting us. Also, too, I always announce on Friday is the program disaster awareness for community preparedness. My good brother Yusuf Muhammad and his guest. Uh, he's a firefighter, former president of the IEBPFF, such as I, and uh, announce his program. And so. All you got to do is dial 563-999-3089. That's 563-999-3089. From 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., disaster awareness for community preparedness. Ah, Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. I talked to my brother, Brother Abijah. He's going to come on the program next week, Monday. Not this Monday coming up, but the I think that's the 10th or 12th 
Monday. It'd be good to talk to him, find out what's happening with him. Because he, he's open on Tuesdays through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. And through Sunday, 11 a.m. He even has a vegan restaurant on the premises. I mean, he has everything, clothing, furniture, oils, CDs, DVDs, literature, Pan-African fashions, you name it, man. The Homeland Village. He even offers community events, structural meditation sessions, chess club, healthy cooking classes, tennis lessons. Wow. Story time for children, homeschool meeting place, home circle, drum classes, roundtable discussions, periodic pil- pilgrimage to Baba, Dr. John Henry Clark's burial site in Columbus, Georgia. Been there. That's a beautiful thing. So in a couple of weeks, Baba Abija. That's right, of Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Sun Goddess Sense, Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Please give my sister, Shelly Amonset, a call at 404-434-7963. I'm going to see them tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Brother Ken Wardo, good, good, good people, good people. 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti. Brothers and sisters, Gabrielle Herilia has been doing outstanding work with the young people, the children of the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti, up in the hills and so forth. She's been providing education, health care, uh, sustainable agriculture and even entrepreneurship go online to check it out for yourself s-o-n-j-e dash a-y-i-t-i dot org sanjay dash i-e-t-i dot org Akaban Institute Akaban Institute my good brother brother Baba Barudi and his lovely wife Mama Inia. Uh they do have a program coming up I don't have it in front of me, but I know that they do. But also, too, they're they're promoting um, Mama Marimba. You know, she has a program coming up Sunday, right before I leave to to, to go to Baltimore. Sunday, April sixteenth, from two p.m. to seven p.m. Mama Marimba speaks. Mama Marimba speaks beyond damage control toward a world African offensive. Ma'afa in the context of Ma'at Sankofa and African sovereignty. And you know that's a bad man, Mama remembers in fact when I went to the um, tribute to Baba Belfort uh, Dr. Asa Hilliard she did a presentation and she and they kept rushing her. I hated that. I hated that. Because you don't know on that time frame. But she had a dynamic presentation. Dynamic. It'll be followed by a conversation between her and her daughter, Gihindi, and uh, titled uh, Connecting Generations, which there should never, ever be a generation gap between us as African people. Europeans and other cultures can have that if they want. But there should be a understanding between the younger people, the middle-aged people, and the elders. We all speak with one voice, and we all help each other. You know? Yeah. 
all proceeds will be because uh, the, they're charging for the for the presentation at the Black Dot, Black Dot Cultural Center and bookstore and coffee bar in Main Street in Lithonia. And it's $10 admission. 21 and under is free. It's well worth it. Brothers and sisters, if you are in the Atlanta area, go east on I-20. Exit 74. Make a left and go down about a, about a mile and a half. On the left will be the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. That is going to be the 16th, Sunday, the 16th of April. All right, family. And Akaban Institute, uh, brothers and sisters, I can't speak enough about what the Barudis provide, you know, from an educational standpoint, raising young warriors. Um, if you want to contribute, you can go to PayPal, put in Yah Baruti at Yahoo, Yah Baruti at Yahoo, PayPal. You want to use Cash App, the dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, and then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. Also, too, they are prolific writers. Well, Baba Baruti. He has so many books. Go to AkabinHouse.com. AkabinHouse.com. All right. The Inye Sesim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. The Inye Sesim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. Okay. Okay, huh? March 30th. I've got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared to lose your life in order to gain your life. You've got to be prepared to lose your life in order to gain your life. Queen Mother Moore. Queen Mother Audrey Moore. Yeah, Queen Mother Moore. Beautiful woman. Move away from the male-only warrior designation. This is, of course, the last day of Women's Month, March, Women's Month. So this is a very good tribute to women. It may work wonders for for a weaker bruised ego, but the singular role of male as a warrior in an un-African, it is un-African and ahistorical. Of course, A in the society means not. So anytime you hear the word A before a word, anytime you hear the word A, anytime you hear the word A, the letter A, it means not apolitical, asexual, A, and it's ahistorical. It is not historical. Lest we forget Queen Nzinga, Queen Judith of the Falsas, Nefertari of Moses, Queen Hepshetsut, Queen Makita of Sheba, Yaasantiwa, Nandi, and Queen Tai were just some of our best African warriors. African women on the continent and throughout the diaspora remain part and parcel of the African fighting tradition. I dare you dismiss Asada Shakur, Winnie Mandela, Ida B. Wells, Harriet Tubman, Fannie Lou Hamer, Soldier of Truth, Amy Shock Garvey, or Queen Mother Moore. Sisters remain a clear and present threat to European manhood and womanhood ultimately the survival of their nation. Why do you think that now, after 133 years of incarcerating free African men, they're after our women? They've been incarcerating African women between the the years of 1985 and 1995, a 10-year span. 
The incarceration rate of African men increased 130%, but it jumped to almost 200% for African women. We apparently missed the point of genocide. Europeans fear the power of African women as they fear the power of the African man. Affirm, I honor all of our warriors. Affirm, I honor all of our warriors. March 31st. Education within the context of one's culture is the transmission of cultural knowledge from one generation to the next. A people must be able to transmit culture in all its implicit and explicit forms in order to exist as a dynamic agent of their own development. Brother Kwase. Brother Kwasi. Fragile individual egos are so easily satisfied with accumulating degrees claiming that someone else's validation makes them better than those without, unable to respond if addressed without titles, non-existent without them, caught up in a competitive game of individualized credentialism, (laughs) misusing their genius to outright reject the notion that this entails a duty to those without higher and higher doses of miseducation. Too many of us are lost in an insatiable consumption where things are rewarded based on whatever papers we wrangle from ebony or ivory towers, totally oblivious to the responsibility of our own that such hollow privilege brings. Some even skirting their revolutionary responsibilities, cunning mercenaries without vision or character. Instead of Western degrees, We should honor community award titles of respect given to those who ensure the dignity, not ruin, of our people. I say, affirm, I honor those who work to ensure the dignity of African people. I say. April 1st. April Fool. (laughs) A thieving spirit cannot be appeased by sacrifice. African proverb. A thieving spirit cannot be appeased by by sacrifice. You just cannot please some people. No matter what you do, no matter how you do it, and no matter how many times it is done, it will never be enough to satisfy their appetite to be and have all. Thieving spirits and incomplete spiritless beings are no different. In fact, they are the source of a problem. So many apologetic giving Africans experience day in and day out all of their mentocidal lives. Nothing they give, not their minds, their bodies, their appetites, their prayers, their beds, their voices, their aspirations, hopes and dreams, their resources, their power, their lives will suffice. Neither, neither will sacrificing their parents, spouses, siblings, or elders, nor their children, grandchildren, or great-grandchildren, appease this insatiable beast from the caves of the Caucasus Mountains. Ashe. Affirm, I do not feed my enemy's spirit. Affirm, I do not feed my enemy's spirit. Brothers and sisters, the Enya Sesim, or the Enya Sesim, put that right, the Enya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah. 
tonight uh, it's the women's final four that's happening. South Carolina's playing Iowa. And of course, uh, the Caucasian girl from Iowa has been killing. She she racked up. She's in the history of the NCAA tournament. No player has scored 40 points and had a triple-double, which means double digits in points, double digits in rebounds, and double digits in assists, and nobody's done it but her. Yep, Caitlin. Yep. So South Carolina's got their work cut out for them, but South Carolina's undefeated. This team, uh, at least I, I was lost game, so I mean, ain't like she, she's all that, and she won't be all that because <laughs> watch, watch what happens. And, uh, yeah, so, and then the, that's, I think that's the second game. I think the, uh, the first game of this, of, uh, the final four tonight. And that's the men's. Okay, oh, the first is LSU, my girl, Flaugé Johnson. Man, if you go to YouTube, man, Flaugé got some cold raps and stuff. Just put it in Flaugé. Yeah, Flaugé was trained by uh, my grandson's trainer, brother Rob Riley. Yeah, Flaugé. Although uh, we all agree in our discussions that we hate the way Kim Mulkey, a little ugly-ass shit she be wearing, uh, has Played Flage. I mean, on offense, if you check it out, if you watch the women's game, some of some people don't. Even women don't like to watch the women's game. I do. I love to watch the women's game. I love women. Well, you know what? I love women, and I love basketball. So I love women playing basketball. That follows suit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, LSU. They're going to be playing Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech knocked. I didn't think Virginia Tech was going to knock off Ohio State. So that's the first game tonight at 7, and that's followed at 9 o'clock by Iowa and uh, South Carolina. And, of course, the game tomorrow uh, is Florida Atlantic University, San Diego State. And that's tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock. And then that's followed by Miami and UConn, which is now the prohibitive favorite in the final four. The prohibitive favorite course in the women's is South Carolina, undefeated South Carolina. And the reason why the University of UConn, the University of Connecticut, UConn is the prohibitive favorite is because they're the only team that's been in, that's ever been in the final four. And they've won the final four many times. So so it's going to be interesting. But you know what it really is about family? That's right. March Madness is a stirring reminder of what America was founded on. Making tons of money off the labor of unpaid African people. Today, this evening, tomorrow evening, Sunday is the championship game for the women. Monday is the championship game for the men. All that money. 
and them brothers and sisters don't get a dime. I remember I told you about Shabazz Napier. I think Shabazz Napier was at UConn. And uh, in his interview after the game, after winning the championship, he talked about sometimes not even having enough to eat. And they wound up. They wound up, uh, you know, putting in a little thing where players can get some snacks or something like that, man, some bull. Even in name, image, and likeness is bull because not everybody can take advantage of that. There are some players that have. My, my French Flage, you know, because she's a rap. She's a rapper. She, she's got a record deal, the whole bit. Flage can take advantage of it. If, if, if you have a following, if you are astute in um, the marketing of, of the um, <clears throat> the internet and social media, you can take advantage of it. If you don't, you could be a dynamic player and you still can't access or take advantage of name, image, and likeness. It, that's some individuals. To me, the teams are playing. Teams, those all those men and women make this big amount of money for the NCAA, National Collegiate Athletic Association. All of them do. They all do. So I'm saying, family, there has to be some way. What the hell? Okay. Okay, I'm still going on here. Just, I was just, you know, this thing be tripping sometime, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you know that's the thing about computers. Sometimes they, they, they act funny. You know, this and, call may be recorded or transcribed. Know, that happens for for no reason. For no reason. But here we are. We're back. Back. That looks good. And that looks good. Okay. All right. Uh, what's in the news? Uh, a baragani. What's the news? A baragani, which is a term used, uh, Kiswahili term used during the Kwanzaa celebration, but all it means is what's the news? And of course, in Jamie, a baragani means what's the news to you? And, and of course, uh, during Kwanzaa, whatever the, the day is, that they say, what's the news? A baragani, your moja, unity, you know. But I'm asking, what's the news? A Baragani family. Well, in the news, <laughs> one of the things, surprisingly, of course, is Donald Trump got indicted. Yeah. Donald Trump got indicted. <laughs> yeah. That's deep, ain't it? Yes, it is. Donald Trump got indicted. Yeah. And and so I'm gonna play a little piece with Donald Trump being indicted. Uh, 
This is Michael Cohen. Of course, Michael Cohen was his attorney and fixer. He was his fixer. And of course, uh, Michael Cohen went to went to prison for Donald Trump and then realized that uh, he's not a man worthy of going to prison for. Truly, he's a liar. He's a con artist. And still, we talk about this man now. Now, um, the former district attorney in New York did not want to indict Donald Trump or take the case to court and some others. But this brother, who is the attorney general, uh, surprisingly, they, they said the other day, if you keep up with the news, I have to because I do a radio talk program I gotta keep up with the news and if you notice I don't talk about Donald Trump and the politics the main thing I talk about is the African mind getting our minds right so we can prepare to do what we have to do as African people so we can grow strong families strong communities that's what's important but you know these are the things that affect us adversely no doubt and so Donald Trump is in a whole bunch of trouble, as you know, from day one. He was in trouble long before he even got into politics. He's a shyster. He's a con man. He's a liar. And so uh, he um, gave Cohen the money to give to the porn star Stormy Daniels has hush money and the money that was used was campaign money which is illegal the question in this situation and what's really deep is the response of the Republicans I'm going to play this piece because uh, this came off the internet and, and you hear the response of the Republicans everybody says well nobody is above the law not even a next president or the president or anybody else in this country supposedly well of course as we know we don't like the criminal justice system because it is very criminal it is an injustice system but if it, if, if they use that one measuring stick that nobody is above the law nobody and 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 justice was meted out fairly and judiciously and you know then it would be an issue but of course, we know it's not. In fact, in, in capital punishment, in cases of capital punishment, I think they killed somebody about a few months ago. Memory serves me. You know, execute him, I think. But in capital punishment, if you got capital, you won't get the death penalty. If you got money, capital, in capital cases, <laughs> totally unfair. But that's how it is. You know, so in this case of Donald Trump, all the Republicans are saying, this is a witch hunt. Da, 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 da. This is going to further divide our country. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. This country has been divided. Actually, the only division of this country that I see is between those Caucasians and us. Because really, the Democrats and the Republicans, if there's the other issues that they got to come together on, they will. I ain't got no problem with that. But you see some of these Republicans are adamant. Some are scary. You see what happened on the 6th. See, you still got to deal with, with uh, Trump 
on the six. Let me catch Jay before I go into this. Six four six six four six. Good afternoon. What's up, Jay? Oh, she was popping. Not so much, brother. Everybody is so elated that this old cracker done got indicted. So be it. Listen, my people, be on your swivel. Watch yourself. I say closely, because these crackers are gonna do something to try to make a point in regards to their so-called hero. So I'm I'm asking everybody to please be conscious of your surroundings. Be on your swivel. I hear you. Because I truly believe there will be another mass shooting by next Thursday. Oh, I, I don't doubt that. That's not a hard guess on that one, Jay. And, and it may not, hey, Jay, hey, Jay, and it may not be in response to anything about Donald Trump and all this other bull. It's just that mass oh, shootings oh, no, are consistently happening in this country for the last 20 years or even more, you know? Yeah, but the but the reality is, did you see the response by that sickle fin, sick cracker, Lindsey Graham? Yeah. That was, that was classic. Yeah. That was classic nut job. Yeah. I mean, I ain't never seen somebody be on another human being's private parts the way I done seen <laughs> Lindsey Graham. I mean, that right there is the jock rider to the highest degree. He's I jock mean, riding, it huh? Is absolutely, it is absolutely mind-boggling yeah. Yeah. to watch that cracker. And the thing that got me is that with none of these people really realizes this ain't nothing but the money grab. Right, that's what it is. But listen, man, let me let me let me play this particular piece and we're gonna come back after the break and we're gonna talk more about this, Jay. I wanna talk with you. All right, dear brother. All right, I'm here. All right. Thanks, Jay. Brothers and sisters, this uh piece here that uh and you know, there's a number of pieces that you can get off the internet. Uh, this is um, talking with Cohen. This is ABC News. George is here with the biggest headline of the morning. George. Learning more about the indictment of former President Trump right now. And with us this morning is ex-attorney and fixer Michael Cohen, also author of the book Revenge, How Donald Trump Weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice Against His Critics. Certain to be the star witness of the, if Donald Trump does indeed go on trial. Michael, Michael Cohen joins us now. What a journey this has been for you over the last several years, many years in the service of Donald Trump, many years in jail after turning on Donald Trump being convicted in a case connected to these hush money payments as well. So how did it feel yesterday? Yeah, you may remember this, George, but five years ago, I actually was with you at the Regency when I, I came out and on. I said, and it was a big turning point for me in my life, that... My wife, my daughter, my son, and my country have my first loyalty and always will. And it was that meeting that actually changed the um, route that I was taking. How so? Because I decided that, really, my loyalty can no longer be to a man who doesn't deserve it. 
and my loyalty again belongs to my wife, my daughter, my son, and my country. There was there was a long time there where it looked like Donald Trump would not face charges on on, on this matter. Uh, we 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 don't know the full charges yet, but as I asked Joe Tacopina and Kate Shaw earlier, we do know there are at least two dozen charges. It appears perhaps closer to three dozen. Does that tell you that this has gone beyond hush money payments? You know, I don't want to get into the topics that I spoke with the district attorney's office. It's not really proper for me at this time to do it. I think what we all need to do is just take a little bit of a step back, trying to figure out what is in that sealed indictment very soon. I promise you it'll be released, and then we'll all have the opportunity to opine on it. But you can say, based on your questioning, I know, and I know you can't talk about what happens inside the grand jury, that, this is, that you are not the only witness in this case. You may be the star witness. You're not the only witness in this case by any means. Thank goodness for that. Yes, I am not the only witness. Are you ready for this cross-examination? Oh, absolutely. Look, do you think it could be any worse than the Republicans during the House Oversight Committee hearing? Nine hours with about five hours of it being lambasted by Republicans who didn't want to ask me a single question about their supreme leader. All they did is follow the message. And that's something that I had done for over 10 years with Donald. You follow the message that he wants. And that's what got me in trouble. You may also remember I said it was either to Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, or both of them. I know what you guys are doing because I know the play. In fact, I wrote the playbook. So look at what's happened to me. It's not good. And what happened to me will ultimately happen to you. And that's actually what's happening right now. One of the defenses here is likely to be this is a, wasn't about the election at all. This was just Donald Trump paying, trying to keep a personal matter private. Right. Um, the documents will speak for themselves. The documents? Yes. So not just your testimony? No. And it's also corroborating testimony, but it's documents. I promise you, this team under Alvin Bragg, is as good as the team under Mark Pomerantz and Carrie Dunn. And I didn't think I would ever come across a team as good as that. How do you expect these next several weeks and months now to go for you? Difficult, because part of the Trump playbook, I talk about it in, in Revenge uh, all the time, what Donald Trump's playbook is all about is to disparage and to denigrate. And they're going to come at me every single day like what Joe Tacopina does, uh, like what Bob Costello did. They're going to try to attack my credibility day in and day out, thinking that they're winning the war, which is really his freedom, when you're not. In fact, instead of playing the, um, you know, the media game, he should be worrying more about a court of law, not a court of public opinion. You also have a, f a podcast, Mia Culpa. Are you going to be able to keep up with that as this goes to trial? Are you expecting maybe there might be a gag order from the judge? No, because I'm not. It's another mistake that's made about me. I am not a cooperating witness. I'm not under a 5K1. I did my time. I spent 13 months out of a 36-month sentence uh, at Otisville. I had 18 months on supervised release. Um, I'm still actually on paper with um, supervised release. I had home confinement for 18 months. I'm not under any specific gag order. I can do whatever I want, which is, of course, why I'm here today. But, you know, one of the things, since we bring up Tacopina and Costello, what I really would recommend to Donald, if you wanted to ask me my advice, I would say you really do need lawyers that are competent. This clown show of counsel makes absolutely no sense to me. He doesn't know the facts. How could you sit there and try to um, 
represent your client when you really have no idea what you're talking about. It's just bravado. And it's the bravado to a party of one. And the party of one, of course, is always Donald Trump. It's all about inflating his ego. You're past the point of wanting to inflate your ego. Now this is about a criminal indictment. That's where I want to end up. You're in the foxhole with Donald Trump for many fights like this when you were on his side, when you were his fixer, when you were his attorney. What do you think he's really saying, feeling, thinking right now? Oh, he's seething right now. He is beyond angry um, for many different reasons. But the fact that he is being held accountable, something that he has no desire to ever be. He's never been held accountable. I mean, this is a man who held up the Bible and said he's never apologized to God because he's never done anything wrong. He doesn't understand accountability. And right now, Alvin Bragg has finally put that into his lap. Michael Cohen, thanks very much. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos. Well, that's it on that one. But that's uh, Cohen, who was Trump's fixer and went to jail for Trump. So we're going to be right back. We're going to play a little music and, uh, and some more information that's in the news. They got some good information that's in the news. All right, I'm trying to, you know. Okay. All right, family. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
David Sanborn and Marcus Miller run for cover. Yeah. Some jazz. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And uh, we're going to get back to the discussion since it's a day we're talking about Baragani. What's the news? What's in the news? What's in the news as far as you're concerned that is vitally important that needs to be looked at, discussed, or bring some attention to or knowledge to? I know the two main things is, of course, the shooting in in Nashville and in, in a seriously affluent community in Nashville based upon uh, some friends of mine who I talked to and 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 I thought the doors were open, of course, at the school. Of course, they were not. The uh, person shot him out, crawled in, broke through the broken windows and so forth, and did what they did. And then the cops came, and they did what they did. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And And, and you know it will continue to happen. I don't believe that it will ever stop. Yes, they do put guns before your children. Yes, they do put guns because this is an individualistic society. It's not collective. So you're not dealing collective. You you have to win each individual over to make them understand that yes, guns kill people. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. No. Guns. Guns. 
That's why other societies don't have them because they understand that if they have a weapon that is readily available and someone is angered or someone who has mental conditions and, and maybe suicidal or maybe psychotic or homicidal, then that person will get a gun and use it. And you could be a victim of circumstance. Like they buried a little girl the other day. Someone shot drive by. Went through the went through the window or in the, through the building, shot and killed her in her sleep. Yeah. That's happened many times. I went to a uh, a um, protest. And I said what I said. I said, this will continue to happen. And so, you know, hey, you might not want to hear that. But that's the fact. And this was like 20-something, maybe 30-something years ago. I was on the fire department. We had responded to that situation, so I had a little first-hand knowledge. Man, it'll continue to happen because they don't give a rat's ass about they want to know that in fact it's a nice piece about how the second amendment uh, I don't know if that was Earl Warren or Berger one of the chief justices talked about how that came about how they second amendment how they twisted it and because uh, initially the second amendment just meant that in this emerging new nation if, if if we're attacked by England, France, whoever, or if we're attacked by the indigenous people who are from this land, who really own this land, then it is our duty to get guns and form a militia to protect the society. It really wasn't about protecting the society from the people in the society, which many people twisted that whole thing around. And then, of course, made it seem like you have the right some even say you have the God, <laughs> some you have the God given right to own and bear arms. <laughs> God grants you this right. Well, considering how your 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 religion is very murderous, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, and and so they came up with this idea, and of course the National Rifle Association. And if you know the history of the National Rifle Association, came into existence uh, after after the civil war so we could so they could make sure that even though they said everybody has this right to bear arms we don't want no africans we don't want no american africans just off the plantation getting a whole bunch of arms yeah let's play this so we can get some discussion on this particular piece okay okay family yeah I tell you, yeah. why is this thing jumping back and forth here? Senior born before yeah. 1957 in need of dental work. Yeah. This will shock you. There was no good guy with a gun to protect us kids at school. You want to know why? The- Shooter is dead 
in Nashville, the trans shooter. You want to know why? Because a good guy with a gun killed that woman. She identified as a man. She was mentally ill, probably taking hormones. And she went in and murdered children and adults in this Christian school in Nashville. So if you want to have a good talk about schools and protecting children, we need to talk about protecting our children the same way we protect our president, we protect our celebrities, yeah. we protect Re- this building. Okay, Th- I'll yield. Th- thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, you know, there are six people that are dead in that school, including three children, because you guys got rid of the assault weapons ban. Because you guys made it easy for people who don't deserve to have weapons, who are mentally incapable of having weapons of war. Yeah, if you're Marjorie Taylor Greene, you probably don't want to take on the congressman from Parkland who went to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on the issue of guns. And Jared Markowitz was spot on to point out the fact that the reason that these shootings keep happening is because Republicans have refused to lift a finger to enact strong gun laws, specifically starting with the reauthorization of the assault weapons ban that expired in 2004. Here's a graphic that you might find interesting. The red line is when Republicans refused to extend the national assault weapons ban. Notice anything that happened after that? So we can pretend that it's the doors, the video games, the lack of of prayer, the unsecured schools, the absence of the nuclear family, but all of that is just an excuse to cover up what we can all see with our own eyes, that weak gun laws equal more gun crimes. And in case one chart wasn't enough for you, here's another one. Here's a chart of the gun-related homicide rate per 100,000 people. Can you find the United States? There it is way off to the right, 18 times higher than the average rate in other developed countries. Here's another chart showing the prevalence of mass shootings in the U.S. relative to the rest of the world. No other nation saw more than eight incidents over the last 22 years, while the United States had over 100, with almost 2,000 people killed or injured. And guess what we have that no other country has? It's not a monopoly on mental health issues or godlessness or doors. It is the guns. Going back to the hearing, Green boasts that the reason that the shooter in Nashville is dead is because good guys with guns came in. Except that was only after six people were killed. Is that a win? Is that something to brag about? Thank God we had a good guy with a gun there because otherwise this would have been a tragedy. Here's an idea way out of left field. Maybe we make it difficult to get a gun before a shooter has made their way into a school and killed six people. Maybe we try to stop these massacres before they happen for once instead of pretending that having killed them only after they've destroyed a community is something to brag about because nothing about what happened in Nashville is good. And of course, Republicans will offer up a slew of excuses Bad guys will still get their hands on guns. First of all, bad guys will always do bad things, but we still have laws. We still try. We still do drug busts. We still have speed limits. We still enforce sex trafficking laws. Amazing how this futility only applies when it's about a Republican priority. How quick they are to throw their hands up when doing so aligns with their political agenda. And just as a quick aside, because this is pretty inconsequential as far as this whole issue is concerned, notice how Marjorie Taylor Greene makes the shooter's gender identity the focal point here. There have been hundreds of mass shootings in the last few years. All of three of them were committed by someone who identifies as trans. But look, if we're going to focus on identity, let's consider how many of them identified as far right. Here's a statistic you might find helpful. Right-wing extremists committed every ideologically driven mass killing identified in the U.S. in 2022. Every single one last year. So if Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to score some cheap political point by pointing out the shooter's identity, then she should also own the fact that virtually all other shooters identify as having the same political ideology as she does. But here's the most important point here. Republicans will give these excuses because at the end of the day, the truth is that they're not going to do anything to stop these mass shootings. Need proof? Here you go. 
when we start talking about bans or challenging on the Second Amendment, I think the things that have already been done have gone about as far as we're going to with gun control. And I think with respect to any um, discussion of legislation, it's premature. Uh, there's an ongoing investigation, and I think we need to let the facts come out. But then, if you're going to mass shoot existence here alone, should there be not some restrictions that Congress should have? Again, I mean, I think we're going to, we'll, when we get the, the facts in from this uh, current investigation, um, we'll, uh, we'll have a better assessment of that. But I think right now it's just premature to talk about it. And I, and I think there are a lot of uh, grieving, hurting families in Nashville. We're not going to fix it. Criminals are going to be criminals. And my daddy fought in the Second World War, fought in the Pacific, fought the Japanese. And he told me, he said, buddy, he said, if somebody wants to take you out and doesn't mind losing their life, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it. Okay, let me just point out. one was Kevin McCarthy, and I just want to repeat the words that he said verbatim. We can talk about new movies, we can talk about your lives, we can talk about what you're doing for Easter, anything else. That's how badly he'd want to talk about what happened in Nashville. These people are elected to keep Americans safe, and yet they're making the conscious decision not to, because A, they need to pander to their rabid far-right base that has been conditioned to think that every living organism needs an AR-15 in its hands, and B, they don't want to lose those gun lobby donations. Let's be clear here, Republicans are owned by the gun lobby. Look at the party split in donations from gun rights groups. $4.6 million to Republicans, 15000 bucks to Democrats. The top 20 recipients of gun lobby money in the House are all Republicans, and the top 20 recipients of gun lobby money in the Senate are all Republicans. These people are paid not to care. So we're never going to be able to convince these people to do the right thing because they're not acting out of principle. They are acting out of self-preservation, out of greed. Principle plays no role in this. They can't be shamed because they have no integrity. So the answer here isn't to try to persuade them. It is to beat them, to vote them out of office and make sure that they hold no power in our government whatsoever. That is quite literally the only way this gets fixed. So I know that we're still a long way off from the next election, but please remember this feeling. Remember how it felt every other time we've witnessed this, from Buffalo to El Paso to Dayton, Las Vegas, Orlando, Virginia Tech, Sutherland Springs, Sandy Hook, Parkland, San Bernardino, Fort Hood, Thousand Oaks, Pittsburgh, Santa Fe, and make sure you do your part to take the jobs away from the people in power who, through their greed and cowardice, have allowed these shootings to happen. Yeah, I tell you, sad, ain't it? It is sad, but that is the reality of what we're dealing with, and so my contention is we got to prepare ourselves to get a body here. Otherwise, you could be a victim of what they're going to do, like so many of us have. We've been victims of mass shootings. We've been victims of mass murder. There's, I mean, there's no end. There's no end to the atrocities what this society has heaped upon us. You know? You ever think about the Devil's Punch Bowl in Natchez, Mississippi, after, after the captivity was over? 
all those brothers that didn't leave this plantation. That they rounded them up and starved them to death in this swamp area. It's mind over matter, family. It's mind over matter. They don't mind doing to us, even to this very day, they don't mind because we don't matter. So, no. So, I mean, you you know, you can buy a gun. You're an American citizen. That's what you are. You can, you can buy a gun for your family protection, which would be a wise thing to do. You know? Which would be a wise thing to do because many people believe there's going to be a civil war. <laughs> I mean, I, I think there, there may be some skirmishes here and there. There ain't going to be no damn civil war in this country. Mm-mm. No, ain't gonna be no Hatfields and McCoys, and ain't gonna be none of that. What's going to be happening here, you know? Because if it truly was, I mean, Russia and all the other ones be trying to fund one side against the other, the Chinese, you know? Because <laughs> they know that if it further divides and it comes to that kind of situation, it could easily be overtaken. Now, for me, I, I would rather be out of here. I don't want to fight these crackers for this. I don't. I really don't. I don't want to, you know, defend my property. Yeah, I wouldn't. If I'm living there and, and they're attacking me, I want to defend myself. Yes, I want to defend myself. I don't want to be killed by them. I definitely will do that. And defend other, and defend other, and defend other family members, but no, I don't want to stay here while they're still in charge and with that mindset that they have. It doesn't matter, family. There's no fighting these crackers, especially us here, because number one, we are outnumbered and outgunned here. Well, okay, you're saying, well, we'd be outgunned on the continent. That, At this moment, yes. We sure in the hell ain't outnumbered. That's for real. We live in a crazy, mixed-up world, family. Anyway, I know we all know that. That's why we're trying to get our minds right to bring sanity to us and ultimately to the world. Because some of us believe, as I do, that if we can get ourselves right, it could be the model for the rest of the world. I just told you about Mama Marimba's presentation on, you know, and it's it's Ma'afa. It's the Ma'afa, the chaos, the, the killing, all of that evilness, you know. Move. She speaks on beyond damage control toward a world African offensive against Ma'afa in the context of Ma'at, Sankofa, and African sovereignty. The bottom line is African sovereignty. Brother Paul, Brother Paul, how you doing? How you doing, Baba Ochi? How I am, is I'm, I'm doing well, my brother. How are you today? 
Yes, uh, I'm doing well as well. Uh, do live and kicking, doing well. Good. Just trying to do better. Let's give thanks for yeah. life, Baba Ocho. No, sh- no, no doubt. I do. Yeah, I do. It is better to be here in the, the land of, of the living than to not. That's for sure. You can do Absolutely. something. Now, now I know that um, at one time, you know, they had no guns in the UK, so to speak. You know, the bobbies or the police, they didn't carry guns. But they do now, don't they? All of them do now. Well, that that's an illusion, you know what I mean? Okay. That's an <laughs> I swear these people are so sharp, man. You know, you know, I, I have to give these people credit. I, I know it sounds strange, but I do. I have to give them absolute credit. And I don't know how they managed to weave this magic around the world, but they are certainly read magic. It's it's an absolute misnomer to believe that the police in England don't carry guns. Mm-hmm. It's just nonsense. I mean, the reality of it is, how is it possible that Smith and Weston, which are both English names, mm-hmm. and anyone would believe that these people don't carry guns? These people are the originator of guns. Mm-hmm. These, these people, without guns, these people couldn't do what they do. And they don't yeah. just do it in England, they do it everywhere on the planet. It's guns is their religion. Yes. Guns is their god. <laughs> so, you know, if anybody gets sucked into the fact and this propaganda that British police do not carry, the British police are the arm. They're the, the, the standing army which keeps the British order in effect. Nice. And yep. anywhere you see police on the planet, anywhere in the world you see police on the planet, the patent for police started right here in England. The first organized police force was in to suppress the Irish. Mm. That was the first organized, the first running police force was near where I live in East London called, um, uh, the names escaped my mind, but it was formed by a person called Sir Robert Peel. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the reality of it is, Baba Ochi, they do carry guns and uh, they have specialist units. And if, for instance, you're an armed robber or you're a person who likes to use firearms, you'll see that specialized unit turn up with the most advanced mm. weapons ready to gun you down very quickly. And they'll still sow the propaganda that they don't carry guns. Mm-hmm. Maybe the ordinary uh, so-called Bobby on the reel, on the road don't carry gun. But if, if someone phones in and says that they hear gunshots, Trust me, there'll be a group of specialized units turning up at your house, ready to gun you down. Mm-hmm. And that's how it works. But they like to give the illusion that they don't carry guns. Uh, you know, everywhere they've been on the planet, uh, these people bring guns. That's right. Uh, in, I think in India, in India, uh, they're well known for the um the, that machine gun. Uh, what's the name of the machine gun? They with the they Gatling to, gun. The Gatling gun. The, the Gatling, Gatling gun. gun. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who brought that into existence, man. Okay. That's how they show their order. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you can, because you know? when, when, when you can, one person, one person can kill tens of 20s and 30 people, you know, just have it rotate and just bullets just consistently. Well, that continued to be modernized. That continued to be proved upon, so to speak. And just like uh, yeah. they had these guys that, that have just regular guns, and you can turn them into automatic with the so-called bump stock. And where so now, when uh, 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 you shoot around every second or so, now you can shoot 
40, 50, 100 rounds in a matter of seconds. In a matter of seconds, you, an individual, can hoard off a crowd of, of 50 or more people, you know, or just like the machine guns or the Tommy guns of, 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 of the uh, roaring 20s and 30s, you know, that the uh, gangsters, you know, the Al Capones and so forth used to carry. And then, of course, the, the uh, federal government, the FBI, the untouchables used to carry, you know. So, no, man, weaponry, I've, I've said this, Brother Paul, many times on this program. The European, the Caucasian, has always found a better way to kill your ass. They always manufactured and thought of and come up with better ways, more insidious ways, more deeper ways to kill people, you know, and because it's what they do, you know. But I'm saying that you're right. Go ahead. And, you know, Baba Ochi, I, I, you know, I always watch this trick they use and it, it seems to been working for so long you know like you watch these old movies when uh these white anglo-saxon protestants ended up in america yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, they're, they're um over taking over the land from the indigenous people and they always sow this idea look uh, uh you know be peaceful put down your weapons but they never put down their guns and that that always makes me laugh you know mm-hmm. everyone like even even this 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 it, this issue they got with the irish here in in this part of europe they, they, they're telling them, um, you know, put down your arms. It's not about violence. It's not about this year, but they would yeah. never. This, this is what I don't get. Yeah. And I always tell people this. They would never, ever put down their arms. Never. never, never. Because that's what keeps them safe. But they'll tell you to put down your arms. Yeah. They'll tell you it's all about peace. They'll tell you it's all about nonviolence. But they would never, ever give up their weapons. Ever. Ever. Never. And, and and in this in this in this society here, Paul, no matter how many innocent people will lose their lives, children will lose their lives. They will do nothing. They will do nothing to institute gun legislation that will prevent people from buying uh, 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 assault weapons. That will prevent people from buying any kind of weapon they feel that they need. There are people who have arsenals. They have an arsenal. Hell, when, uh, when I was on the fire department, there was a, a officer, captain. He he had an arsenal. He even had a bazooka. <laughs> you know, I mean, th- these people have a serious affair with guns, and and there's nothing that can be done in this society that, that's going to change that. A serious. And of course, wherever white folks are, Europeans are, Caucasians are, Urugu is, they're going to have guns. They're going to have guns. You know, and, and, and they could take over a piece and parcels of land and they will defend that land with guns. So if you come on that land and you don't have a gun, they'll blow your ass away. That's just like that's just like in South Africa. There were many Caucasians that didn't like the fact that Nelson Mandela became the president, and some of them moved away. In fact, I've seen a documentary. I can't remember the title of it, but there were some American Africans who were living in South Africa who had took the previous homes of Caucasian South Africans, beautiful homes, indoor swimming pools, outdoor pools, I mean, just lavish homes, and they took these homes you know, 
but there were some Caucasians that didn't move. They didn't want to go back to England. They didn't want to go back to uh, uh, to um, the Netherlands or to Holland or whatever, you know, because that's where the Dutch are, the Dutch Reformed Church in South Africa. So they they didn't want to do none of that. They wanted their own land. So what they did is they took parcels of land in South Africa claiming sovereignty, claiming that this land is theirs and they developed a defense force. In fact, what happened is is that some of the South African brothers and sisters could go there and clean up or just do whatever amount of work, but they would be out by sundown. Just like the sundown communities here in this country. There were cities and towns that they had a sundown rule that if your ass as as an American African or black was caught in this town after sundown you could be killed and so those towns that are and, and they got uh, wire fences electrical fences around them you know these sundown just like a sundown town but it's that they're right in South Africa nowhere in the world has African people been somewhere and said this part of land is mine we can't even do it here you can't you can't territorialize yourself off in the United States and say this is mine and nobody can come here. I'm going to have solar energy. I'm going to have wind energy. I ain't going to pay nobody nothing. This is my land. You can't do that. You can't do it. But they've done it in South Africa and they've done it in the Nibia. Some Germans. You know. So, all right, Brother Paul, you hang on with me, okay? Yeah. All right. Sister, Sister Abia, how you doing? Good afternoon. Hello? Hello? This is African Perspective. Sister, how you doing? Well, okay. If you want to talk, call back. Or you know, press, press star twice. Press star twice. 913, 913, good afternoon. Yes, sir. I, I really appreciate your broadcast today. You got a lot of fire in you, brother. You, <laughs> I, I don't know how, how, how to tell you, but, you know, we, we, we must come from the same school. That's right, brother. But, you That's know, right, you brother mentioned Rick. a couple books. You mentioned a couple books. I, I, I mentioned three books that really influenced my perception of this world we live in. The Iceman Inheritance. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Bradley's but book. It tells you, Mike yeah. Bradley, that's right. Yeah. And it literally tells you from, not from a black person, right. but from a white person who knows better than we do, if you get my drift. Yeah. Let me pull over. I'm driving, man. I'm about to run into something. Let me pull over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that book, that book, that book, uh, Message to the Black Man, which okay, Elijah Muhammad. Very influential mm-hmm. book, yes, sir, in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the current book by Doctor Jerome Fox. Oh, uh, yeah, the, addicted to I, white. I, you know, I was talking. I was speaking. Yeah, I was speaking with him the other day, and I told him it's like the book that comes, the chapter that comes after Revelations in the Bible. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, literally, it, it it there is so much accumulated wisdom in those three 
authors, if you will. Mm-hmm. And particularly in Bradley's because a lot of black people think white people are just like them. Mm-hmm. That's one of our biggest mistakes, they, right. that they think like we think. Yeah. And they don't think like we think. They are into perception. We are into submission. We are what we are. You know, if I got to design a society, I'm not going to make uh, uh, avenues for people who don't like certain people to kill people or and get away with it and write, and have people who make those judgments look like them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not fair. You can you can find a squirrel. chase A couple of squirrels can, can chase a cat away. Yeah. One on one, you know what I'm right. saying? The, it, the it, squirrel is right. no, no contest. Exactly, the squirrel get his ass. Three of them, and you see it. Mm-hmm. You see it's the cat that runs, mm-hmm. not the squirrel. And right. we really seem to think, as a people, as a culture, I'm not even sure if it's a cultural perception, but we seem to think these people are just like us. That they would do right if right were available to them. Mm. They will only do right when they are forced, literally, mm-hmm. to do right. Oh, you mentioned it at the beginning. In that Constitution, the very first sentence is a goddamn lie, and I can't put what? it any other way. What we the it's people? A, the first <laughs> we the people. We the it's people. a damn lie, <laughs> and so everything that follows that is a damn lie. Mm-hmm. And we would, you know, our people will say, "Well, you know, the, the Constitution says." The Constitution says whatever the white man wants it to, to say. say. Yes, He'll right. fold it up and say what Constitution if mm-hmm. he had to. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're coming down to right now, actually. Yeah. That's what people talk about Trump like he's the only person in the U.S. that thinks like him. Most of the white people in the U.S. think like right. Trump. There's I mean, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm really serious. Yeah. I'm, I'm, go take a look at the jails. See who's in jail. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. You know, we we live in a in a ball of confusion, man, and we yeah. don't see reality except in our minds. But when you step out the door, it's a totally different reality. You're right. You're right. You know? And that's why I appreciate your perspective, man, because you know it's good to speak with someone who understands. You know, I, I spend a lot of time just writing and talking to myself, man. <laughs> I've been that way. I'm a musician, mm-hmm. so I can I can. I can express myself through my music, you know, right and always have been. But you know that 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 there's there's, a, uh, there's people on this planet that don't know what I know, and people that can teach me what I don't know. Sure, I'm always looking oh, to course. learn something. Of course, yeah, you know, yeah. And I, you know, people think voting and all of that crap is going to change their life. It ain't changed the last three hundred years. Why do they think it's going to happen now? What what evidence do they have? Because we being, and I'm not, I'm, we keep holding out. We keep holding out hope, and we are very naive. We believe because uh, the only information that we have been receiving these last hundreds of years, even though there's been yeah. all kind of men and women who have been presenting the information to us about us, mm. but 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 many of our people don't want to deal with it. They want to deal with the Bible. You know, they they they're afraid to deal with that black stuff. They don't want to talk about yeah. the history. They don't want to talk about the damage that has been done to us. They don't want to talk about how our minds have been manipulated and some even destroyed because we hate yeah. ourselves so much. When you look at yeah. it, if it, 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 people, because even today, uh, 
we're still not. We still behave and we still do things by the dictates of of Caucasians, by white people, by Urugu. Yes. We do. Right. You know, but some You're of right. us some of us want to believe that we have our, our own I got my own mind. You know, I think independently. I'm you know, I ain't this I ain't know that. I'm I'm black, you know. Yeah. But the bottom <laughs> but but the but the yeah. bottom but the bottom line is is that if you step outside those imposed boundaries that Europeans have, have, have placed upon you, there's going to be a one or two things. You're going to come to a knowledge of yourself and you will do whatever it takes to maintain that or you will be so afraid that you'll even be deeper in the abyss that you're in. See? So my contention yes, is, sir. man, wake up. Get your mind right. Let's fight. You know? Well, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, man, that we either got to establish a separate territory, and mm-hmm. you know, um, either that or we got to leave. My yeah. grandchildren should not have to go through any of this crap that we are constantly faced with. They're brilliant, yeah, and you, I'm sure yours are too. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's suppressed brilliance, and the time determines what quality and caliber of people, particularly black people, come on this planet. Yeah. And if we stifle that by trying to be a part of this, we might as well, like Dr. Fox said, we might as well just kill them because mm-hmm. they will end up being more of a, 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 a enemy to us than even white people. Right. For them, they accept that kind of thinking. And I don't mean literally, right. you know, but I mean, it might come to that, man. Uh, I just want to let you know, I appreciate what you speak about. Well, thanks a, daily. Oh. All right, right on, Rick. Thanks a lot, my brother. Have a blessed weekend, man. Have a good weekend. I shall. Thank All you. right, brother. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it is something, dear brothers and sisters, that if we don't do it, you know, the model of this program is Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. Either we do it or we die. Either we do it and, and 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 so we're at a situation, family, that is you you can see you can see what's happening, you know, but a lot of us don't want to, you know, because we've been trained and and that training uh makes us hate ourselves, you know, it makes us hate who we are. It makes us believe that, just like someone said, the white man's ice is colder. You know, haven't we behaved that way many times? Yeah. Yeah, the white man's ice is colder. So, but, you know, uh, I look at it this way. It is accelerating. So to me, time is of the essence. We don't just have time to lollygag and play around and hope and pray you know in fact that's what the religion does the religion particularly Christianity also to Islam because Islam talks about a hereafter although Islam is more nationalistic than Christianity because Christianity you know uh, the church is in control whether it's Catholic or Protestant or whatever the amount of denominations that they have, which are so many in, in, in Christian religion, 
because the number one belief is that you believe that Jesus Christ also too, family that's coming up. That's right. Next week, <laughs> next week, next week, Friday's good Friday. I got to talk about that. You know, got to talk about Easter. Got to talk about all of those kinds of things. And, 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 you know, when you try to talk about those things from a historical perspective, because many people, uh, you've been trained to believe that the Bible is a history, is a history book. That the Bible is a history book. That the people in the Bible are historical. That Jesus was historical. That Noah and, and Moses and all these people were historical. You know? And they were not. And I know for some people, uh, talking with a sister one time many years ago, well, I don't, you should, you you know, challenge their religion. Well, the, I told her, I said, the problem I have, I, I I, if, if they kept it to themselves, I, I don't mind. But what do they do? They impose it on you. So you damn right I'm going to challenge their religion because they're trying to indoctrinate and trying to convert. You know, when you have a proselytizing religion and the, the two main proselytizing religions, of course, is Christianity and Islam. Judaism is not a proselytizing religion, but Judaism is what is in control of it all. In fact, as you know, uh, uh, they they talk about that, you know, as uh, about. Uh, oh, let me see if I get my sister there. Sister Bia, are you there? There you. Hello, this is African Perspectives. My sister, maybe just want to listen. All right, if you know, if you want to do, if you want to. Uh, have come if you have if you have a question, comment, or concern, just hit star twice, and that'll let you in. Hit star twice, or just hang up. Call back that two one five four nine zero nine eight three two, two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, if you have a question, comment, or concern, just hit star twice. Hello, brother Paul. Yes, Father Oshie. All right, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, when you was playing Trump uh, earlier on and uh, commenting on some of the things he, he, he says, mm -hmm. you know, my it, I, I kind of summarize that uh, Trump is part of the uh, gr grand deception or grand distraction Mm -hmm. uh, of things and he plays the role very well he's been prepared he used to have that tv series uh what they call um uh yeah, yeah um and the name escapes me again sorry mm -hmm. i'm getting a blank today uh but uh the role of it it was to um create this character um and he's very good at that um, you see pictures of him on the internet uh, of the uh, Republican Party mm -hmm. and the um, Democrats. They're all dying in and hugging one another and shaking hands and all the rest of it. Um, and then they go on the grand stage of the politician arena. Mm -hmm. and they give the impression that they're um, that they're the they're, they're adversaries, but, right. it, but in proof that they work together and they right. work together to suppress the uh, populace, to mm -hmm. keep the populace divided. That's the, that's the game. That's the game. And we, we've got to get to the point. Right? We really have to get to the point because 
what comes out our mouth and our, how we observe things and, and interpret things, uh, uh, they have a way on the way we behave and they affect the decisions we make. When we realize that this is a grand illusion, this is a grand deception going on, mm-hmm. and we speak it, we tell the people, this is a grand deception, this is a game, this is like watching a stage show or Hollywood act, right? And you must focus on what's going on and what is going on. You are being oppressed, you're being divided, you're being used to serve their agenda, that each and every one of us are. And these these divisions which they are sowing are purpose. How, how did this country, which I called England, uh, uh, able to conquer three quarters of the world? It's through deception. Sure. It's through divide and conquer. Sure. That is the basic yeah. tools they use. So for me... For me, I, I hear all about Trump. I see what he's doing, but it, I know it's the mass distraction. What's really happening now is that the thing what holds them up in the world holds your country, where you call America, up. The, the one thing which is holding you all up now is the dollar, and the dollar is going to be kicked under the under the bus. Mm-hmm. It's going under the bus. The dollar is going out the window, and right now these politicians and their agents are fighting too for now to keep the old order. But that, that order, what they call the new world order, but that order is about to be disrupted big time. And some of them are under the illusion that it's not going to happen that way, but it is going to happen that way. And let me tell you why it's going to happen that way. Because with the access to the information, we've all, all woken up. Part of the deception and the divide-and-conquer tactics is to keep people asleep. Sure. But the, 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 the young people... Right, even younger than me, my own children, you can't fool them again. Even though they've been to the school in fooling systems, you can't fool them. I listen to them talk. I listen to my daughters and my sons talk. You cannot fool them again. They know what time of day it is. So the old order is gone. It's done. It's over. But a lot of them can't accept it. So what they're doing is a panic. They're panicking, right? Mm, yeah. They're panicking. Yep. Right, and, and the, the the only thing is, I mean, the worst thing, the nightmare, is that you know they're crazy enough, which I know they are. They are crazy. They're psychopathic. Uh, it, it, it is to start fighting with China and Russia. I mean, that's going to be the end for them. And I hope, you know what? And I don't feel too bad if it's the end for them. I don't care too. To uh, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. I don't care too tough if they blow each other to hell. But the truth of the matter is, we we've got to have a plan. Yeah. Because they are going to destroy one another, because that's the that's the psychopathic nature of these devils. Yeah, well, right? you know, one 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 thing that happens with that, I think, and they they realize that it it's not going to be a certain area once once that starts flying, because they have enough bombs and armament to blow this planet up many many times over, that they're going to destroy the planet. And, and and even though I, I did see a couple of people uh, documentaries some years ago about if that happened, the planet could recover itself. It could over a longer period of time, probably over a few millennium, that the planet could recover. That's what they believe. But the bottom line is they know that if they if these bombs start flying, these missiles start flying, it is over for the planet. The atmosphere in the planet is all human life, all plant life, all animal life would cease because the things that uh, that you need to maintain life 
would be destroyed. The air, the water, the soil would be destroyed, would be contaminated. You know, but yet they still have these bombs. They didn't get rid of them. They didn't say, you know, that we're going to come to an agreement worldwide for those who have this kind of armament that we're going to, you know, find a way to get rid of it. And if we do fight, we'll just fight with conventional weapons. No, that's not happening. Like I, like I said, they've always found a better way to kill your ass. And 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 these people and and other cultural groups have found the same thing because you feel that they're a threat to you so I gotta have something that you have or something even better than what you have so when you do come down at me you know it's kill or be killed and that's the mentality kill or be killed you know that's the thing about so, the European so, yeah, uh, Baba Ochi you know I've, I've come around to your thinking you know you, you and it, it, it's wise you know uh, you, you say that we should get out and go to Africa. I think that yeah. makes a lot of sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because, you know, if one really thinks and uses their critical analysis and critical brain, these 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 psychopaths will will right. end up destroying one another. Right. There, there, there's a there's a big opportunity because they are totally crazy. Uh, and you know what, Baba Ochi. In America, right, the the American white Anglo-Saxon, he's 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 totally off his head, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even today in 2023, it, come on, man, they came to the country, they killed the indigenous people, they stole the Africans, put them in chains around their foot and neck. Mm-hmm. There's nothing they won't do. They right. are total psychopaths. Exactly. And any one of us, right? Any exactly. one of us who, any one of us who believe, I'm not talking about no, I'm talking about believe that they won't do it. They're, they're, they're psychopaths too. Mm-hmm. You're crazy too because <laughs> their whole history tells you that they will do it. That's they right. will do it. And they've done it already. They've done That's it to right. the Japanese. When they dropped that bomb on Hiroshima, right, mm-hmm. they did not care about children. No. They cared not about women. They no. don't care about children, all this talk about children. Listen, man, it makes me sick when I hear this talk about people going into schools and killing children. The people who you've got ruling over you, they care not about your children. They hate your children. Okay? They know that children and if they are hate their children, why would they drop a bomb on the Hiroshima mm. and kill women and children without a second thought? They don't care. Yeah. Okay? So they I'm not putting care. myself... I, there's one thing I'm not doing. I ain't gonna never put myself in the illusion of inclusion and believe that these people love me because I know at the drop of a hat, they will annihilate me off the planet. And that's mm. what I feel every day. And that's yep. why, you know, I hear people say, well, we need our own communication. Yeah, we need our own communication because they're listening. But I don't care if they're listening because the truth is too real. The yeah. truth is too in our faces. And I tell you what, we know, I know a lot of us are gonna die. A lot of us are going with, down with this shit. A whole lot of us. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, exactly. I understand. And you know when that brother used to ring the radio station, he called himself Brother X, and he used to say, right, I used to listen to him. And sometimes I used to laugh, you know, because he did sound a bit crazy telling us to run to the hills and get out, get out. But let me tell you something. I used to often think about him, and I still think about him, because he's right. He's right. You all need to get out. We all need to get out. He's absolutely right. Because anyone else of us who think these people love us or are going to take care of us are totally crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're right. <laughs> so so yeah. I'm with you. And wherever Brother X is, man, trust me, 
he right. Every radio I've ever listened to in America, I hear him come on telling us we we'll run to the hills. I'm not so sure you need to run to the hills. You need to get the hell out of that place, seriously. Because, and even London, the first hit these Russians want to hit is London, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm, they were, mm-hmm. Maybe because because the London controls the financial markets on the planet. Right. So maybe that's why they want to take out London first time. So, you know, it, it, I think about it every day. I've got grandchildren here. I've got children and grandchildren here. You know, and I don't, I don't know what to do for them. You know, I can, there's only so much I can say. You know, I don't want to yeah. uh, uh, panic them and sound like some, uh, you know, paranoid. But I, I send them information. I hope they wake up. You know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not safe in these places. And you're it's right. Not. We need, we need a plan, and that's, that's part right. of your plan. So that's I, right. I, 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 I help wherever I can to spread this message, man. We need a plan. Get right out on. of these. Mm-mm. Right on, brother Paul. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Bless you. you. All right, family. It's that time. I love y'all. I I really do. I love y'all. The last day of Women's Month. Um, Of course, um, we have so many things that we continue to talk about on this program, but the bottom line thing that we talk about on this program is how we going to get our ass up out of this madness. Because we're dealing with a people that have no reasoning skills. They can give less than a rat's ass about us. And so it, it, we can't appeal to their moral. They have no morality. They're amoral. Evil entity. A very evil entity. Family, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they sure in hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Shem Hotep means go in peace. Esante sana means thank you. means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You be safe. Enjoy your weekend. I hope to see you on Monday. Peace, family.